Hey, my lovelies, welcome to episode 44 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River Kane, and I am on my own again this week. Ren is super busy with projects at school. Today, I'm going to talk about elemental magic. It's kind of a neat topic and also one that will probably have more than one part to it. First, though, I have to tell you all what my drink is today. I am drinking something that I am calling the Pagan Pickle. And it's really good. It's super strong, but, and it might not be something that everybody likes. I mean, some people are going to hear this and go, ooh, but I absolutely love it. If you love dill pickles, you're going to love this drink. It's kind of like a dirty martini, but it's made with vodka and dill pickle juice. It is so good. And if it's too strong, you can add a little bit of club soda, um, which also gives it really fun bubbles. So uh, go and try it out. It is wonderful. Okay, so elemental magic. What is elemental magic? Well, elemental is defined as basic or primal. So if you think about it, the four elements that we usually think of when we think of elements are basic parts of our world, earth, fire, water, and air. Many people also include spirit as one of the elements. And in in fact, there's actually articles out there saying that there are 12 elements and that kind of thing. We'll probably touch on that in a different episode. I'm going to talk about just the basics in this episode. So elemental magic would be magic that uses those elements in the working of spells, etc. Different witches have different ideas about the elements and how to use them, which is perfectly normal and happens with just about every magical topic that there is. Because elemental magic uses the elements that are found in nature, it is a form of magic that's really good for beginners. So let's talk about the elements. You have earth. Earth energy is on the feminine side of the spectrum. You can think of, you know, Mother Earth, Gaia, uh, the goddess. It is associated with the north. All of the elements have several associations that go with them. And one of them is the directions. And uh, earth is the north. The pentagram is the symbol for earth, and it's represented also in tarot by pentacle, the pentacle suit in tarot cards. Other symbols that might symbolize earth are rice, salt, or grain in a bowl. Uh, it's associated with the color green and other dark, quote, earthy tones. Wren's favorite colors are in the earthy type tones. She loves those tones. Uh, onyx and uh, uh, aventurine com- are common gems for earth rites. Salt is also a common ingredient in earth magic. Winter is the best time to do earth magic. The feeling of earth, the element, is dry and cold. Did you know that actually the Earth's core is apparently the same temperature as the surface of the sun? That freaks me out. I came across that doing this research and I thought, man. And then also speaking of the core, the boundary between the Earth's mantle and the core is about 3000 kilometers below our feet, which is less than the total length of America's Route 66. Crazy, right? Crazy. The soil beneath your feet, that beautiful old oak tree out in your backyard, the community garden full of vibrant colored blossoms and flowers and vegetables, all of those are sources of earth magic. Did you know that the 
Atacama Desert in northern Chile is the driest place on earth. It's said that a city there went without rain for 400 years. And yet this desert is right next to the Pacific Ocean, right there. Isn't that crazy? I feel like that's crazy. Our earth is just a fabulous, wonderful, mystical thing and the element as well. Earth is our most grounded and basic element, and that might be why it is associated with our root chakra. Earth magic is often about luck and prosperity, but it can also represent sensations, decay, patience, stability, strength, health, warmth, comfort, animals and animal instincts, farming and physical labor. It is associated with the fourth quarter of the moon. That is the best time to use earth magic. And it is uh, the favorite time to use earth magic is at midnight. A person strong and the earth element might be a quote, you know, down to earth type person, hence that saying. They might be practical, a hard worker, but they also might be very stubborn. Earth energy exists within the universe, within the universe and all around us, but also inside of ourselves. This energy is associated with darkness, stillness, and the cycle of life. Tapping into this energy can open up whole new layers of possibility within our practice and within ourselves as a whole. Earth magic can involve the use of herbs and plants, which, of course, obviously, Using the correct herb to attain your desire, along with other tools, can be very effective. And we have many more episodes to do on different herbs. We've done a couple so far, uh, but there are so many herbs out there. Burying something and making some offerings to the earth, such as planting trees or things like that, planting seeds, that is also a form of earth magic. Using your gems or your crystals and burying them in the earth under an appropriate tree while making your wish is also effective. Routine magic is also considered earth magic. I I guess basic magic, that routine, anything that is done routinely is considered earth magic, which is a centered form of magic, a basic form of magic. Ways that you can incorporate earth magic into your practice And there are tons, and I've got the site to the websites that I used from this, and they have a list over a page long of ideas. Uh, Greet the day by giving thanks to nature. Walk outside barefooted, which is the only way I like to go. I barefoot, I've been barefoot since I was a little kid. I would never put my shoes on. In fact, I broke my toe in high school because I wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah, I got in trouble. Uh, The teacher called me a free spirit, if that tells you anything. Eat in season and whole foods, perform outdoor meditations or rituals, plant a garden, have plants inside your home, shop at a farmer's market. All, All of these things are incorporating earth magic, that element of earth into your practice. Harness this energy, but always remember to show gratitude, give thanks, and give back to Mother Earth for all that she provides. And this is the same for all elements. Be very thankful when you're using the elements in your practice. So the element of air. Air energy is on the masculine side of the spectrum. It is associated with east, the direction east. Wands are symbols of air, and air is associated with the wands and staves, I guess, in suit of the tarot. 
Eric is sometimes associated with the athame, but normally the athame is considered to be fire. Air is represented by yellow, um, orange, not oranges, yellow and blues and whites and greens. And spring is the best time to use air magic. Did you know that most of our oxygen doesn't come from the forest, which is what you would think, because we all know that trees and plants are what provide the oxygen. It comes from the sea. The ocean algae produce the majority of oxygen in our atmosphere. That blew my mind because you don't think of the ocean as being green, right? But the there it is a vast, vast bodies of water in our world, and there are algae in all of those waters, and they produce the most of the oxygen that we breathe. Air's moon phase is the first quarter, and the time, the best time to use uh, air magic is dawn. Citrine is a good gem for air spells. Incense and smudge sticks are common ingredients of air magic, which makes sense because the smoke and all of that wafts into the air and the, the smell is in the air. Uh, air spells often have to do with purification and healing. Air represents mental activity, thoughts, reason, intellect, memory, knowledge, persuasion, birth, friendship, freedom, clarification, and expression. Communication is also, I mean, that goes with expression. Person with an air elemental affinity is at ease with complex situations. They can sit, sit and think through things and they carry through with their decisions. The sensation of the air element is moist heat. As I said, it's season is spring and the direction is east. Visualization, wow, this is a strong drink. Visualizations are a strong part of air magic. Well, magic in general, but especially in air magic. One form of air magic you might consider is magic um, with mirrors. It can help overcome inner problems and also help with difficult personal personal decisions. Wow, I think I need help in uh, speaking properly. It uses both the word and visualization forms and can also aid in being able to visualize a future event. So sometimes you use water, I mean, air as a scrying tool, and you're able to see possible future events. The wind on your face, the gentle bird song in the morning hours, the fluffy clouds that go through in the sky, that that wonderful release after you take a deep breath and you let it out. All of those are sources of air magic. Speaking of breathing, did you know that each minute the average adult person breathes in and out around seven liters of air? That's enough to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool every 227 days. Weird. Weird to think about. You don't think of it as being, you know, we all take air for granted, I think, because you can't see it. You don't really feel it unless it's the wind blowing on you. So I, I think we discount it a lot and it is a very powerful element. Air is connected with the mind. It's intellect, creativity, freedom. As I said, it is the very element that allows us to take breath and live. It is literally everywhere. It's all around us every day. Air energy exists in us as well. 
the energy is associated with light, springtime, newness, and sound, which makes a lot of sense. Sound waves carry across the air. Air is also associated with communication, as I said, which is why it's associated with the throat chakra. Some ways that you can practice air air magic, feel the wind on your skin. And this just happened to me the other day here in Georgia. We've had some warm weather coming through and there was this shift in atmospheric conditions and this wonderful breeze. It was warm, but had a little bit of chill in it. it and it just wafted through me and I felt cleansed by that. Um, that is a great way to practice with air matches. Air, um, the uh, Wow. The air element is with feeling the wind, the breeze. That's, that's a wonderful um, way to practice. Watching the clouds in the sky, flying a kite, which I think is really a cool idea. I love to fly kites. Practice divination. Wake up with the dawn. Not quite sure about that one. Put out a bird feeder. I just did this just the other day. I put out a bird feeder to feed our our little birds and um, actually our squirrels as well, which my husband's not too thrilled about. Okay, moving on to the element of fire. Fire is on the masculine side of the spectrum. It is associated with the direction south and with the season summer. Daggers and athames are common symbols for fire, and it is the suit of swords in the tarot deck. The most common tools for fire magic are candles, very common, but there are other many, many other types of burning rituals and spells that you can do as well to incorporate fire into your your practice. The fire colors are reds, oranges, and golds. Gems of fire are red jasper, bloodstone, tiger's eye, and rubies which they're all good gems to practice and use with fire magic. Cinnamon and allspice are common herbs in fire magic. And I think Ren and I had talked about cinnamon before. It's a great additive for uh, love spells and passion. Fire magic often involves love and passion, creativity, power, enthusiasm, desire, courage, force, lust, fertility, virility, initiative, and rejuvenation. I mean, think about the phoenix who is rejuvenated, the the bird dies and then is rejuvenated in fire. The warmth of the sun on your skin, the passion that burns in your heart, that need for change and transformation, all of those are sources of fire magic. Fire can represent both light and heat. Did you know actually that the earth is the only planet that is known so far where fire can even burn? Everywhere else does not have enough oxygen to burn fire. So we're the only planet known so far that can actually burn fire. It's a very cool element. A person with an affinity to fire is usually bold, dramatic, passionate. However, this person must also be careful uh, because fire can destroy everything in its path. Fire magic can bring on the new, bring on courage and passion but it can also destroy the old, which may be what you're going for. That may be, you know, burning the bridges, so to speak. Fire is the most volatile of the four elements. It creates and it also destroys. It's charismatic, mesmerizing, and hard to ignore. The feeling of fire is hot and dry. The second quarter moon is the best time to practice fire magic. And the best time of day is high noon. 
there are all kinds of different fire magics, like bonfire magics, which usually involves burning an herb or a flower, or like we've talked about before, a piece of paper or a petition on which you've written your desire and you put it in the the flames to send it out to the universe. It's also good for banishing, ridding, or destroying negative influences in your life. And then, of course, candle magic. It's simple, easy. It's a very useful method in bringing about your desires. You use the color of the candle that you want for your desire. I think we did an episode on candle magic. There, We could probably do episodes on each different color in candle magic and all the things that it's, it's worth. But anyway, you can pick a color, your color of candle that you want for your particular intent. And also the scent correlation, you know, pick a scented candle that has the scent or herb that goes with what you're trying to do. You can light it, you know, it could be a quick spell like we've talked about, or it could be one that stays lit for seven days or a set number of days, three days. It could be a cycle where you light it every three days. This type of fire magic is usually helpful for any kind of desire or want. Another fire magic uh, element use is sun magic. Using the sun and our desires is a great way to enhance new beginnings in love, health, work, home, uh, awaken subtle powers and aid in attraction desires. Did you know that the ancient Greeks actually started fire with concentrated sunlight? It they actually still to this day use a parabolic mirror that focuses the sun solar rays to ignite the Olympic torch every year, which is is pretty cool since we're right around the time of the Olympics right now. So moving on to the water element, water is on the feminine side of the spectrum. Its direction is west. Its colors are blues, light grays, sea greens, and whites. The moon phase for water magic is the full moon, and the time of day is dusk. Bowls, chalices, and cauldrons are common tools and symbols for the water element. (coughs) Excuse me. It is actually represented in the tarot deck by the suit, the cups suit. Water is the main ingredient in water magic, which makes sense. And the spells work best in autumn, which is the season related to water. Water lily and aloe are common plants and herbs for water magic. I mean, think about any water plant, any plant that can live solely in water would be a great plant to use with your water magic. Aquamarine, opal, amethyst are great gems to use to represent the water element. The soothing sound of rain, a beautiful moment of pure happiness, that joy, um, that cool drink of water on a hot summer's day. All of those are sources of water magic. You know, actually, you think of the earth as having a ton of water, but did you know that 70% of the earth's water is frozen and not accessible? And also that 30% of the fresh water is stored in the ground and not on the surface, which is crazy. Most of our water is not accessible. Water flows all around us all and within us all the all the time i mean our body the human body is made up of 60% water it refreshes it gives life it rises and falls this is an element of cleansing loving and healing energy water magic is often used for purification 
dreams, peace, intuition, insight, conception and pregnancy, fertility, the womb, health, beauty, and divination. Those are all symbols and elements for the water magic. Water is the symbol of our emotions, actually, which makes sense because our emotions are a constant ebb and flow. Water water imbibes all life forms and in us, we flow with the tide of our feelings and the tide of earth on with the moon. A good balance of water is needed to keep the flow running smoothly. You don't want to be at an all-time constant high all the time. You've got to have the ebb and flow. A person with a water affinity might seem over-emotional or over-dramatic in their life. The feeling of water is cold moisture. Water magic can involve the use of beach, the beach and its sand, shells, animals, and seawater. Water spells are especially good for love spells. And when you need to, quote, get a grip on or clarify your own emotions, the use of shells and sand is very widely used in water magic. One old tradition is that of using well water, but I think moon water or any other kind of charged water would be perfect as well. You know, it got me thinking about water on our earth and the facts that I came across. And I came across another, did you know, research shows that a molecule of water spends 98 years in the ocean, two months as ice, and about two weeks in lakes and rivers and less than a week in the atmosphere. It's just crazy to think that this water that we're using in our spells has been in the ocean, in the rivers, in the lakes, in the air. I mean, in ice, that's just, that's crazy. It's a very powerful element for sure. Water magic can give you insights into how others think of you, how others are doing, how well they are. It's a great thing to use if you're trying to help someone. You might be able to see the future and future events. It also helps you see the truth within yourself. And that brings me to scrying, you know, that speaking of seeing things, you can use a bowl of clear or colored water and scry in it to see the future about yourself or others uh, to get a clear direction and clear uh, to help you make clearer decisions. Ways to incorporate water magic, have a ritual bath or shower. We just talked about ritual baths last week. Collect seashells, drink water. I actually love to drink water. Water is one of my favorite fluids. It's uh, it's my go-to drink. You know, a lot of people have a Coke or soda or whatever. And to me, I, I love water, cold water, especially. You can moon bathe. I would love to moon bathe. Not in the winter. It's a little too cold right now. Make moon water, of course. Watch and listen to the rain. Another one of my favorite things. Visit a river, stream, lake, or ocean. Spend the day at at the beach. All of that is a great way to incorporate water magic into your daily life. So how do you find out what your elemental affinity might be? Well, first, astrology can give us some insight. Earth um, element signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. The air elements are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. So I am air, which I am, I I, I do have affinity for air. Fire are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Water are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. 
So I, I found that to be interesting. And sometimes it's just instinctual. What what do you feel the most connected to? That might be your particular element that you want to practice with. And then, of course, there are some really fun quizzes online that you can Google. Just Google elemental witch magic or what element witch am I, that kind of thing. And there are tons of them. I took a bunch of them. And it was funny because each quiz came up with a different element, but, but it was a lot of fun to do. So that's all I've got for this episode. As I said, that, that's just the basics of elements. There is so much more to go into depth on each each one of those different elements and what kind of magic you can do with them. But that's just a good introduction for you. We will get into this more later. Ren and I will hopefully do that one together. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach us through our website www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you can find our email, all our episodes, links to our social media. We have TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and a link to our Patreon, which is where you can support us if you enjoy this show. If you want to support us, and we really would greatly appreciate it, you can either click click on the link at our website, or you can go to www.patreon.com slash C3 Witchy Podcast. Any support you give, any amount you give would be so greatly appreciated. And to thank you for your support, we do offer fun things. Everybody gets a tote bag. Um, we have bonus episodes, like this week's uh, bonus episode was, um, <laughs> well, now it's gone right out of my head, sigils. We, I talked about sigils this week, um, and those are episodes that are generally just for the patrons. Sometimes it's just um, that those episodes they get first before everybody else, but sometimes that's theirs exclusively. You also have things like exclusive drink recipes, and I do those on pages. I'm, I'll make a page with the drink recipe and a great picture, and you can just print it out and stick it in a notebook and you know have have a, a notebook of the cocktails from this this podcast. Fun witchy prints. I just put up a witchy print. There are to-do lists, all kinds of fun things. So thank you to our existing patrons. Really, 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 we can't do it without you guys. And I also want to say that I have finally opened up my Etsy store. It is Bats and Bobbles Inc. on Etsy. I'm just starting to put items up there, but I do have some witchy art, some witchy jewelry, some spell pages. Right now I'm working on altar cards. I think I've talked about altar cards in the past. So I'm putting up some for Ostera, which is coming up. So check it out. But until then, my people stay witchy. (laughs) 